time we looked at what baptism is, uh, what b baptism does for us, and how baptism can accomplish this. We now turn to Luther's fourth question on baptism, the small catechism, which deals with the significance of baptism for our daily lives. Bob, baptism occurs only once. We only baptize once. For most of us, that happened as a baby. For most of us, we do not remember our baptism. And yet, baptism retains some ongoing value for the Christian, according to Luther. I suppose there are a couple of levels at which we could uh, address that question that people have sometimes. Maybe the medieval church was right. You get baptized and you just go on with life and you can forget about it. Um, we only get born once. That's the, the analogy our Lord makes to new birth. Um, and I must very honestly say, I don't stop to think about my birth uh, very often. Um, and yet, my birth from my parents, Ralph and Eva Kolb, gave me my identity. I will never be anything but the child they conceived and bore. Uh, and so, well, I've got to admit I don't wake up in the morning either, look in the mirror and say, now I wonder who, oh, that's Bob Kolb, what do you know? I just take my identity for granted on most days. Um, the psychologist Eric Erickson says when we don't, can't take our identity for granted anymore, it's a crisis, that is we're feeling under judgment our identity is up for grabs. And so in the same way, I think theologically what Luther is saying is that uh, our baptisms, that which gives us our fundamental identity, uh, are, are so important because they set in place who we are uh, and what God then can expect from us on the basis of the identity as his children uh, that he has given us. Both things are important, both that, that simply you are my child um, but also the implications for what it means uh, for the performance that flows from our identity, for the way we act as children of God. And so when Luther asks that fourth question, what's the significance of such a baptism? That word significance carries with it that sense of ongoing significance, the difference it makes in my life uh, today. And if I can try a little new terminology on you, I think one way of explaining Luther is that his whole career was spent struggling with the, the mystery, the question of how come or what do we do about the fact that sin and evil didn't stop with our baptisms, that sin and evil are actually continuing in the lives of the baptized, the lives of believers. The struggle that we talked about in the, in the Lord's Prayer, that battle with temptation, that battle against the evil one goes on and on and on. For some reason, baptism did not create perfect people in us and did not protect us uh, from the assaults of the evil one. And so Luther says that, that baptism abides, it continues with us. Uh, as that word of God that reestablishes day in and day out who we are, and with that, uh, what God expects from us. Now, in his explanation to the significance of baptism, he speaks about how we daily drown the old Adam or the old Eve within us. 
we often use the picture of baptism as a washing of us. Uh, we cleanse, uh, we are cleansed by the Holy Spirit from our sins in baptism. Uh, and Luther says in his great work of 1520 on the Babylonian captivity that that's not a bad way of looking at what baptism does, but but he goes on to say that even better is the picture that Paul uses in Romans 6, the passage that uh, Luther then wrote into the small catechism in answer to this question. And that is a question, not, uh, that is a, an image, not simply of, of being washed, but of dying and rising, being buried as sinners, ending our sinful identity, and then being raised up as new people, uh, created anew in the resurrection of Christ. And so Luther begins uh, repeating Paul's words that we actually have to be buried with Christ. We have to be drowned again. Again, there's no real explanation. The mystery is there, but the fact of the matter is that our sinful desires keep cropping up again. And Luther says that if God has identified us as his children, we can't be indifferent to uh, those sinful desires. If God has said, you belong to me, then we can't listen to the devil who tells us, well, just look at yourself. You're really my child after all. We have to be fighting. We have to be in the midst of this battle, uh, resisting temptation and putting to death those desires. So while Luther would say in your baptism, you have God's assurance that you are his child and nothing can separate you from the God who has given you that new identity as his child. On the other hand, in the struggle of daily life, we are called day in and day out to be putting to death those desires. And Luther believed that the struggle would go on forever, but he also really believed that Christians can make progress in sanctification. They can defeat those desires. The devil may blindside us, as you were talking about in, uh, in another week, and, and, and turn us back, and, and the Lord has to lift us up from what seems to us like the bottom again. But Luther believed that, that we can do better. We don't have to remain doing worse. Um, we, can, we can make progress in our ability to, to uh, do the good works that the Holy Spirit is actually doing in and through us. And that is a description of the new Adam or the new Eve coming forth uh, every day out of baptism. Yeah, and I think there are, as I've just implied, uh, there are really two sides to that. First of all, the Lord really does put our old identities away and, and he identifies us as his child. And that's the most important thing for Luther. That's the forgiveness of sins. That's saying... You are a child of God no matter what. Uh, no matter whether you uh, commit a sin again, whether you, no matter whether you feel like you're far from God or God is far from you, God has pledged himself to you. But then secondly, that identity does transform itself, as Paul says in Romans 6 or in Colossians 2. That tr identity transforms itself into the way we act. We act like God's children. We act as, as if we know that he is our father and that we belong to him because that's the fact of the matter. We are his. We do belong to him. And so that makes all the difference in the world as faith considers 
the assignments, the, the challenges, the opportunities that God lays before us each day and calls us into serving him uh, in daily life. And so it's in this rhythm of the laws crushing us, the laws burying us again, and the gospels raising us up, the power of the resurrection giving us that new identity in Christ that is really the motor, the engine for Luther, the rhythm of the whole Christian life. So the Christian life is a daily life of repentance that, again, some might suggest uh, contradicts the need to baptize children since repentance presupposes um, an activity of the will that some would argue babies don't have. Uh, well, you and I experience that sometimes we don't have it either as adults, that we like God, but our wills are stubborn and we know we'd rather sin. And so uh, while there is obviously a significant psychological difference, the turning of repentance, that's in the Old Testament at least the word we translate repent means simply to, to turn or to be turned. That turning is always the work of the Holy Spirit. By my own reason or strength, I just can't do it, Luther confessed. And so the repentance, Repentance as the work of the Holy Spirit um, has to come again and again and again, and it does constitute the rhythm of life for the Christian. And that can't begin earlier than at birth, at, in, in, in earliest infancy. For we know that, that children are born mortal, they can die, and we know that Death is only the wages of sin, Romans 6, 23. And, 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 so we, and we also realize with our own children, as sweet and cuddly as they seem, um, they also have wills of their own, and it's usually easy to turn that will against parents. And, um, and so we know that uh, children aren't in perfect harmony with the world around them. Uh, the distress they suffer and the distress they cause uh, suggest that they need to be brought into this relationship with God from birth. And, and so uh, the word of the Lord is what's important in baptism. That's the most important thing. And it establishes a relationship. Psychologically, we may say, well, there's no faith there. But in fact, because God says so, there is that relationship that in adults we can describe with, with the psychological characteristics of faith. And therefore, Luther is very insistent that the word of the Lord should be brought into action um, with children uh, from the beginning on. So in baptism, the old creature dies. The new creature comes forth. This is the life of repentance on the part of a Christian, and that takes us back to the early days of the Reformation. It certainly does. Uh, I'm not sure that Luther always understood repentance in exactly the same way. Uh, but in the medieval world, uh, the mass was very much at the center of, of Christian piety, but people were a little bit, more than a little bit, afraid to receive the body and blood of Christ. It was, uh, for the most superstitious of Christians, it was magic in its highest form. And so they would go to mass, but effectively in their piety, uh, they met the priest in the confessional, um, not in a confessional booth, it was done pretty much out in the open, um, but they 
uh, were required at least once a year to come to the priest uh, for confession and absolution. Uh, and, and so uh, that's where they uh, went to perform the act of repenting. And uh, Luther could not be satisfied that when he repented, he was sincere enough. He thought his repentance was dependent on, on his own conviction and, and what he was doing and, and so forth. And so it was, that was part of his spiritual crisis, part of the attacks, the Anfechtungen uh, that he suffered. First of all, through the works of some medieval devotional writers, uh, Johannes Tauler, Heinrich Suso, and others, he became convinced that uh, penance or repentance was not simply a matter of going to the priest when you felt really, really sincerely sorry enough. They had used the phrase uh, something to the effect that um, the whole life of the Christian is a life of repentance. And so uh, Luther began to cultivate this attitude that he had to um, feel really contrite, feel really bad uh, about his sins day in and day out, not just when he was getting ready to go uh, for the formal sacrament of penance. And so he had this growing sense that repentance was the key to the Christian life, but he still thought of it not exactly in terms of doing enough good works, but in, in terms of, of how sincere and how sorry and how humble he really was. And we don't know exactly uh, what he was thinking as he wrote his 95 Theses, the famous attack on indulgences in 1517. Um, but we, we do know what he said as he opened the whole matter of indulgences as a preparation for, um, or as a substitute really for, uh, going to the priest to receive absolution and, and be assigned uh, satisfactions. Luther wrote, the whole life of the Christian is a life of repentance. Whatever he meant by that phrase in 1517, by 1528 and 1529, that had come to mean for him that Paul's, uh, Paul's description of the Christian life as grounded in baptism, as, as we have it in Romans 6 and Colossians 2, was a key for his understanding, in a sense, of all of Scripture, uh, but it was a key for understanding also the way God works in the lives of the Christians uh, day in and day out. And that's why he could come to this conviction as we've just been saying that we need to put our sins to death, our sinfulness to death. We do that, of course, Luther understood with the aid of the Holy Spirit. And then he is the one who turns us each day again to Jesus Christ, since by our own reason or strength we can't do that. Uh, and so there's this interaction between our psychological performance, our psychological sorrow, our psychological um, uh, understanding that we are turned to Christ, and the work of the Holy Spirit that stands behind what's happening to us psychologically uh, as the Holy Spirit moves us um, from sin uh, to Christ.